What's up, y'all? All right. So listen, we have a new opportunity so you can be loyal increasingly <laughs> to the Corner Store Podcast. Uh, we have a Patreon account. Talk about David. Where can people find us on Patreon? Patreon.com slash Corner Store underscore pod. And this is a way where you can support us each and every week. Uh, there are, you know, very... Uh, affordable ways to support the corner store. It gives you a multitude of options. You could support the snacks, uh, stop Max from coming out of his pocket every week uh, to you know feed people in the corner store. And you could also be a part of a live studio broadcast if you wish. There's a lot of things in that Patreon account. Uh, Tar, where can people find that one more time? <laughs> Patreon.com slash corner store underscore pod. Y'all, please consider becoming a Patreon a patron of the corner store. Uh, thank you for your support. What's good, y'all? I'm on the road uh, in LA, and I decided that, you know, why not interview some of my friends who are doing cool shit outside of Chicago? I just thought I would start with my good friend who's a graphic designer and uh, started this new company called Nappy Head Club. And that's that's really what I want to talk about today. But also her background and you know how she how she came to be in LA because that's not where she's from. Nah. Um, but Rachel Topping. Hello, hello. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we usually start the interviews, you know, it's like you know, you're not from LA. Mm-hmm. You know, where you, where are you from, and like how you kind of got into design work. Sure. Um, so I'm originally from Virginia, Virginia Beach which is home to a lot of really awesome creative people, I will say. Um, and I went to school for graphic design. I was always really into it from when I was younger. Um, and I went to like a really cool vocational program in high school where I got to do graphic design half a day. And my teacher like pulled me aside. I was like, don't tell anyone I told you this, but you're actually good at this. So you should probably like do this. And I just never really looked back. So I went to school, VCU, Richmond, Virginia for graphic design, and then went immediately to new york right afterwards and i've just been kind of like rocking out with design ever since but yeah definitely being from the south um there's a lot of influence there and it's kind of like not an environment that anyone talks about being a designer but i've always kind of felt like it translates into the things that i do just because like i'm from where i'm from so i'm gonna find ways to convey that even in like a space that's very different yeah i mean i don't think it's I mean, I wouldn't say, like, looking at your work, I would think you're from the South. But, mm-hmm. you know, that all those things kind of are, I guess, our work speak to those things regardless of how overhanded they are. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's always been, like, a really interesting thing for me because I've always naturally gravitated towards minimalism. But I've always been, like, a huge hip-hop lover and stuff. And, like, I would always find ways to sneak it into my projects. Like, I think one of my senior projects, I, like, animated lyrics to Kanye West song and, like, a website um, so I always like find ways to like sneak it in. Cause I kind of like that. It doesn't necessarily tell you that like visually that that's, those are my interests, but I kind of like to juxtapose like this really clean minimalist aesthetic with like who I am as a person, which is very like colorful, you know, and vibrant. So, yeah, I feel like you definitely have the minimalism, but then you pl- play with like a pop of color mm-hmm. or something that, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I really like your design style. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, and you know, we met in New York mm-hmm. and you had like a ro- lot of really cool design gigs while you were out there. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to think what my first gig was. I took like a super corporate job, um, just like out of school. Cause I just needed a ticket to, to New York, but, um, I got like let go and I used the time that I was on unemployment to start applying for internships. I basically just found emails for every brand that I thought was cool 
And the first person to give me a chance um, was Fader. So I interned at Fader. And it was not a design internship at all, but I'm just the type of person to like find ways to always volunteer myself. So I would like offer to design stuff just randomly. Um, and they would be like, oh, like this is like actually really good. And I'm like, I know this is like what I went to school for. But from Fader, it went to, I, I art directed the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. Um, and then from there, I started working at Complex as a designer. So like, again, still finding ways to like, juxtapose like my interests in design with music and find like little pockets to get in that I could still be in both worlds yeah I feel like your design style is very much in line with the fader too yeah that kind of like clean sort of yeah I love the fader I just thought like aesthetically it's always been on it's point. always been just like, like really point. well done yeah. just so good and I would just love Sometimes I wouldn't even read the features, honestly. Just I would look. just, like, the, the art direction on the shoots and then just the way it was all laid out, I was just, like, in awe yeah, that this yeah. existed. Yeah. So how do you think, like, I mean, you know, obviously we're all surrounded by, like, rap, even from, you know, who who are the kind of artists you were listening to, you know, when you first started listening to rap? Um, Definitely, like, most of. Yeah, um, I feel that. Common um Lupe Fiasco like when I first started listening to hip-hop um I was obsessed with Kanye um that was like kind of my intro to hip-hop my mom really was like a big Erica Body fan I know it's not hip-hop but like I was convinced that I was going to grow up to be her and marry Andre 3000 but that, that was just like my childhood you know that that whole pocket my dad was super into like the roots um and I like in college I became like obsessed with little brother so I was like always kind of in that pocket that like kind of soulful boom bap pocket yeah because you like a earth hippie child like <laughs> at your core right, right which right. is like it's just like never before when I got to know you I never really could pick up like where that was from yeah like, where did this yeah. come from? <laughs> I don't like I've always like I was actually like I had a, a moment where I was like the spoken word kid like I was the thing was I always like felt soulful in that way but I also just didn't feel like that described me visually so I always was like the kid who like felt like I needed to like wrap my hair and like wear like big bamboo earrings like you know like have everything made of wood and like Africa like like pendants but it just wasn't my aesthetic but Mm -hmm. that was like I feel like those are my people but I was like I felt very pressured to like look like them but that just wasn't my vibe at all it was still very like clean minimal I love streetwear stuff like that but like I love poetry I love spoken words I was just like kind of in an interesting position. Yeah. Something that can get a little corny. Yeah, yeah, I know. And like, honestly, that has influenced a lot of my work as well. Or even when I'm just creating things, it's like, I'm trying to fill that void for people like me who like want something that's a little bit meaningful and soulful, but also think that shit's corny to be, you know, like this like hyperbole of what it means to be like African-American, which is like not based on like actually traveling anywhere in the world. But, um, yeah, I was just trying to, like, especially when I started traveling and just, like, really experiencing, like, what, like, culture looks like in other countries. And I'm like, yo, this shit is, like, clean, futuristic, like, so my my vibe, but I'm not seeing a representation of that in my culture back home in the States. So, like, trying to, like, find ways to communicate that, that you can be, like, Afrocentric and soulful without having to look this stereotypical way of, like, how it's presented in America. Right. So then... After Complex, you went to Rock Nation. Yeah, yes. yeah. So yeah. Um, a headhunter reached out to me when I was working at Complex and couldn't tell me the name of the job. I was like, 
come down and I'm just curious. I'm like nosy. So I was like, I want to find out what she's talking about. So I think she, I had to get on like the phone with her and she's like, are you familiar with Sean Combs? And I was like, vaguely, <laughs> you know, you have to like play it cool, you know, right. but it was for, um, a designer job at rock nation. So I was there for about a year, but, like learned a ton, got to experience like working hand on hand in hand with a lot of artists, which was just like my dream to meet people in person um, so that was really cool. Like working with them on their logos and stuff like that was a really cool experience. Yeah. And then you moved to LA. Yeah. And I, and, and knowing you, I can really see like the part of you that's like East coast, but then like why I moved to LA would make sense. Yeah. Cause like, just like the LA vibe and just, I think like aesthetically, a oh, lot yeah. of, you know? Yeah. It's so weird. Like aesthetically LA is like my shit. But then also it's that like, I can definitely see like the New York too, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I was really inspired when I first moved to LA just by like the colors. I love like pastel tones and like the foliage, you know, like yeah. all the palm trees aesthetically. Like it's just so me and I'm so inspired by it visually. So that's, it's interesting because like aesthetically LA is like my thing, but like culturally and just yeah. like, the movement of New York is definitely me as well. So, yeah. Like, oh, hybrid. Yeah. I just feel, I, I do feel like you fit better with New York. But yeah. I don't know, LA's weird. It's a strange place. Yeah. It's a really strange place. It's hard to get a feel for, like, you know, what people are actually doing. You know, yeah. out there. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's more about aesthetics. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. If you think about the industries that run... LA versus the industries that run New York it makes more sense that like the doers and the creators are in New York and kind of like the presenters and like the personalities are what you get in LA that's just like those are the industries so yeah that makes sense yeah it's kind of the engines running the culture in both of those cities yeah so you've been there for about three or almost four Four years years, Yeah. yeah four years and in that time I mean you're still you know doing your graphic design work yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and working for yourself mainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you started this company. Yeah. So um, when I got to LA, I started working with a group called The Wave and they're doing really dope stuff now. But I came on board as like their creative director and I got to direct like a lot of music videos and just really expand my experience from just literally being a graphic designer to being more like kind of evolving into an art director. Um, and then kind of when this, my brand kind of, came about it was just kind of like the culmination of all my experience just allowed me to really like bring it to life and like really quickly um yeah yeah I remember you did that video was it for the way where it was all like the the body tone yeah 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 love games yeah 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 Mm -hmm. um but I mean so so the company was first called 4c club yeah 4c only club um so it was just like Honestly, it wasn't, we didn't even have intentions for it to be anything serious. Um, me and my, we being me and my sister, we were in LA just going to shoot and fuck around. Um, and we were just venting about how having 4C hair, which is like the, like the Afro textured, really coarse, kinky hair, um, is something that you don't see associated with like fashion or like style or sexiness and just kind of like how we were just sick of feeling like, in order to, like, get a look off, you needed to, like, wear a straight-haired wig or, you know, change your appearance. And that we just really were like, nah, we don't have to do that. Like, fuck that. And we were just joking, like, we need to make an Instagram that's called the 4C Only Club. Like, fuck everybody else. This is for us. Um, so it was the 4C Only Club for maybe six to eight months. But what happened was 
immediately we realized that like, we were onto something because people were just like reacting so crazy to this Instagram page, just thanking us for making them. We're like, what do we do? We're just like posting pictures, but people were like DMing us, people from all over, not just the state, saying that this was like their place of refuge. They just, all these experiences of never having anyone shout them out. And then I met with someone, I won't say who, but from like a big company. And she kind of was like really interested in what I was doing. And I just kind of thought it was a hobby. And she was just like, no, you need to monetize this like ASAP. And I think she's kind of interested in like how it grows because it has the potential to be acquired. And um, she was just like, you need to be serious about this and turn it into a a for-profit business like ASAP and like get everything locked in. So during that process, I was talking to a lot of people who do like incubator programs and really just having them pull apart the brand and some of the feedback was like, one, people don't know what 4C means, that everyone's familiar with the hair typing system. And then just even like amongst my friends, I have friends that don't have 4C hair, but like understand what it's like to be like, kind of like to experience texturism. And I I realized that maybe 4C was a little bit limiting in the sentiment that we wanted to carry. We definitely still focus on featuring 4C women because that's like the most underrepresented like group of like black women, I think. And but calling it the nappy head club to us made it more kind of like our personality, which is this kind of like punk, like reclaiming something that's like taboo and just making it fun. It also makes like the pieces like the streetwear cooler, in my opinion, because it's just it's like a little bit more in your face, a little bit more aggressive. And it's just more like us. So we changed the name to nappy head club from force the only club so that we could really reach more people because people understand what nappy means immediately and people weren't necessarily understanding what 4C meant. So it's more inclusive. It's more inclusive. Yeah, yeah it's more inclusive. But I, I say that very literally because our intent is definitely to support a very specific demographic of people, but we did want it to be, yeah, more inclusive in the sense that some people just don't know what 4C means. Right. And then some people might just like understand the sentiment without necessarily being 4C and want to support, but not, you know, necessarily having 4C textured hair. So I think it was a I think it was a good decision for us for sure and it's grown a ton since we made that change. Some people still don't like the word nappy and I get it. It's supposed to be uncomfortable, but um that's like the whole point of the dialogue that we're mm-hmm. creating is like let's talk about why it makes you uncomfortable, you know. Yeah, there are a lot of negative connotations associated with nappy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we grew up being told our hair was nappy. So this is kind of like our if you even to like some of our family who like I mean, I I mean the oldest of five girls and like we all have coarse hair and you hear like the sly comments like we've always heard them mm-hmm. so this is kind of like our way of being like nah this is actually fly and we're not gonna let people make us feel bad about it so yeah I mean I've learned a lot about like black hair from you and from like my other friends and the internet and stuff but I didn't know there was a typing like a mm-hmm. sort of categorical system yeah it's meant to be helpful it was made by ugh, I can't think of the the hair expert who actually made the system but it was meant to just be a tool in helping people to like speak about hair and like also like techniques for hair it's not necessarily meant to like kind of like separate people it's more so like a a very functional system mainly for just like use these products if you have this type of hair or like Mm -hmm. blow dry this type of hair this way but it's kind of become since like this whole natural hair movement has become like as big as it is, I think people are using that terminology on YouTube, especially to find people who have similar hair to them to just kind of like help categorize. So is it like a new system? Um, relatively new. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I would say it's about 10, 15 years old. Okay. 20 years old. It's Don't a- quote me, but it's, it's not like, yeah, it's, it's been around for a minute, but mm. it's just kind of gained popular as the natural hair movement has gained popular. So are there a lot of different types of hair? Is yeah. It like it's like one, two, four. So one being like bone straight mm-hmm. and then four being like 
coily, spiral coily, and then four C being like the really coily, like almost Z pattern curls. So is it like A through C each one or like A? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there's, yeah. So there's like one A, one B, one C all okay. the way to four A. So okay. it's like, just like very specific categories amongst like the bigger overall group. Yeah. I think texturism is also something I've only recently, I mean, colorism, mm-hmm. obviously, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, it's something people talk about a lot, but texturism, even like, I guess, saying it that way, you mm-hmm. know, everyone talks about texture and like yeah. curl patterns and stuff like that, but even texturism. Oh yeah. 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 How, did, how did that affect you like growing up? Um, well, I just, it, it sounds crazy to say it because I've come so far, but I just always thought like my hair was just like bad. Like it was just something was wrong with it. So it was always about like, I've been getting relaxers since I was three. And I mean, I didn't ask for a relaxer three years old. I didn't know what the hell was going on. But when you, when you have that happen to you, like relaxers like hurt and they stink. And to think at three years old, like, okay, I need to do this because something's wrong with my hair the way it is. Like subconsciously that really affects you. You just feel like, okay, like I have to fix this. I have to straighten this. I have to do something to this to make it look different than what it is. And like, it's a lot of like self-hate and self-loathing and it seems so like regular because everyone does it, but it's like a lot of unpacking to just really go through why you felt a certain way about who you are. Cause it's essentially a part of who you are. Like it's how you, like how you are born and we're altering it like constantly. But, um, yeah. And I, like I said, I had five sisters and I mean, we all kind of really got it, you know, mm-hmm. and my mother, her hair was much like looser curl than mine. And, bless her heart, she just didn't know how to do my hair. She just didn't know how to tackle hair that was as coarse as mine. So my hair looked a hot-ass mess, like, all the time. Not because there was anything wrong with my hair, but no one knew how to properly style my hair. But that just kind of, like, amplified this feeling of, like, this. my hair is bad. Like, it looks a mess. And everyone's just, like, complaining about having to touch it. So, like, I've done something wrong by, like, having this hair, you know? So it does make you feel lesser than or you just spend a lot of time trying to emulate other people or and if that's like through weaves or like perms or whatever you know you spend a lot of time trying to be somebody else yeah so when did you stop getting your hair or like when did you make like your own decisions about your hair um college was like when everyone was going natural so for me I just put like I was trying to perm my hair myself because also like it's really expensive to go to a salon and get your hair permed and um I was in college I was broke so I was trying to do my own perms and I just like like burnt my hair out it was like an expired perm or something and my hair just fell out and I was just kind of like I guess the universe is telling me like it's time to just go ahead and like do this so I've been natural surprisingly for like seven eight years but honestly like once it got out of like the really cute like short cut phase I just like started putting it away it Mm -hmm. was just under weaves or you know and I really hadn't because I just hadn't taken the time to really re like relearn myself or like just become comfortable with who I am. And that's like a big part of the process of like actually just looking at yourself in the mirror and just like coming to terms like this is who I am. And I just never really took the time to to do that process maybe until like a year and a half ago, two years ago is when I first was exploring myself without like any modifications to who I am. And that's kind of like where, uh, they both align, right? Like the, you starting the club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. My sister kind of like, even though I had been natural, I think my sister was the first one to really start um, experimenting with like styling her hair and like creating looks. Cause we, we just love to shoot. So she would really like push what she could do with her natural hair. And I was just like, oh, okay, like this is like cute. Like you can do this. And again, that's just 
to the point that representation makes such a huge difference. When you see someone else doing something that looks like you, then you immediately feel like you can do it. Um, so for me, she was kind of like that representation for me of like, okay, I can like figure this out. And that's kind of what pushed me to start exploring my hair more and like hide, like not hiding behind, like covering it up. Yeah. Um, that's cool that you do with your sister though. Yeah. 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 That helps a lot. Yeah. And y'all are so different looking. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone's like, your sister. I mean, yeah. I know you have your other sister who you look at, like, basically y'all are, like, twins. Yeah. 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 But you and Ricky are, like, not twins. <laughs> yeah, no, we are not twins yeah. at all. Yeah. That's cool, though. You started with your family. Yeah. I mean, what are... So now you're, like, making merch yeah. and stuff. And yeah. your merch is really, like, hip. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, it kind of goes back to, like, the whole point of trying to find a pocket, a way to, con- like, to convey your interests without it having to be done in like this super cheesy stereotypical way. Like there's no shade to any of the brands out there. And, you know, it's just really hard to find black brands that still have like clean design, you know? And I mean, they're out there, there are brands that are doing it, but especially for women, it's like super hard to find like, just like really clean cuts and designs. And we just wanted it to be something that we could be excited about and proud of and feel like hella cute, but also like, in addition to that, convey a message that makes us feel good about ourselves and maybe starts a dialogue with other people who are like, why, why does your shirt say like my hair is nappy? You know, like we wanted it to be kind of a tool to start narrative, but also like that the person is putting it on and feeling cute and also feeling like this is repping for them. Like right. who they are. Yeah. 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 It's a definitely uh, layered yeah. Mer- merchandise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun though. I think I haven't really had a reason to develop like any, pieces when it comes to fashion before but it's been something that I've been super interested in and my sister as well so it's like the perfect opportunity for us to um kind of use our creativity in that way but also it means something really significant yeah I mean I've seen well we were walking in LA that one time and the guy was like oh cool shirt I wish I could wear it or something like that yeah you know that's amazing that's like kind of the best part of it honestly is that not all the reactions are positive and I think it's like hilarious but also like really telling that yeah. like me saying I love my nappy hair offends some people and that just speaks to like the historical background behind you know just like wanting black people to assimilate and just not feel proud about who they are and it's just and it's not just, take up space not take up space yeah. that's like the best way to word it is really like just be small like make yourself small make yourself assimilate. Like, I don't want to think about where you're from. I don't want to think about you having a strong personality or you being resilient. I just want you to be quiet and like, not in my way. So I feel like wearing something that says like, I'm so proud to have these like African roots is like a lot for some people. And I love it because I'm here for it. I want it to be a lot. I want us to take up space and I don't want us to feel like we have to apologize for that. So we hope that the merge can be a, a, kind of a conduit to people feeling that they can take up more space, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, even over like the last three days, the way you hair, wear your hair now, the comments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's been like at least three women that I've seen all yeah. white women. <laughs> yeah. It people like people love to say like, it's just hair. Like, why do you guys talk about this so much? But it's like, it's not just hair. There's something to this idea of a black woman wearing her hair big and proud and taking up space that is in some ways like dangerous, you know, like in some ways, like calling a lot of attention to her. And some of that's going to be unwanted attention, but 
Like when you think to the Black Panther movement, like that fro was very symbolic and very powerful because it's just like, I'm here to stay and like, I'm not afraid, you know? And I think it still still carries that sentiment. Even like now, it still carries that same sentiment. There are still people who will wear their fro's on the weekend and then put it away for work because they, even if they can't articulate it, they understand what that, how, what energy it creates, you know, and like what reaction that they get from like, non-people of color when they see this like big proud fro you know so it's we're we have there's a lot still to unpack yeah i think we hope that our brand can be kind of like a kind of to more conversation because i think the natural hair movement is great and it's awesome but a lot of it is focused on like products and like styles which is great because we all want that but like also we still need to make sure that we're addressing those internal feelings and unpacking all these years of being told that like something is wrong with us, you know, versus they're just trying to like find the, the best buttercream. Like that's not necessarily going to like completely heal us from everything that we're still dealing with, you know? Yeah. I mean, I saw and your documentary is really cool. Yeah. And the, the story that girl told about, you know, having her hair yeah. braided versus yeah. Afro at work. Yeah. And being told that she looked more calm when her hair was like kind of put away. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's really happening like all the time. So yeah. we just hope to like, allow more dialogue about that and kind of bring that to the light that people are still really struggling with their hair be like kind of risking their jobs or, you know, like risking a partner because this person doesn't want them to wear their hair a certain way, you know? So it's just so crazy that like hair can impact work, you know? Yeah. 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 And I mean, it makes sense. It's just like, you know, some people don't have to deal with those kind of things. I mean, I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. You know? So yeah, just that that's like another part of everything else like that you know yeah kind of troubles black people face you know it's like another added thing yeah i mean that should be easy but it's not there's a really strong tie to like slavery and post-slavery and we're like everyone well not everyone there's a lot of people who try to say like well we're past that now but everything has a clear link you know and i think we think we're way further than we are Mm -hmm. but like like trying to look as white as possible or white passing in order to get a job, it still continues up to like today. Mm -hmm. So I don't find it surprising at all, but I just think that there's a lot of resent, like a lot of avoidance of really acknowledging the, like the remnants of like slavery and discrimination that we're still like pushing through every day. Yeah. So you have some, you're working towards like doing events and stuff. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah. We're, so we're doing our first, like, major event we haven't really announced it yet because we're waiting on like securing some panelists but again just like starting dialogue we really want it to be like um very mixed like men women you know um we want to just have like a dialogue about like where we are when it comes to hair and where we can go um but just make it light and fun but uh yeah we just feel like these dialogues need to continue happening yeah um and it's just really great to hear a lot of different perspectives so I'm excited to hear kind of like what people, how they're feeling and like what they've experienced. Because you're moving back to New York. I yes. We said, or you are. Yeah. Yes. I'm moving back to New York in a few short months. It's just like the energy on the East Coast is just, it's just there. That's where, that's where we're, the reception is for us. That's where people are excited. And I think that's just going to be our jumping off point yeah, I'm for ex- growing I'm the brand. Excited. I'm excited to see how it grows. And yeah. I mean, it's already so, you have like like 4,000 followers on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, we're, we're creeping on five. You're That's creeping. awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been 
it's crazy. Like we get so many DMs of people and their experiences and how much it means to them. And it's just so crazy that it's like, not just like people in the States. Like there are people all over who are like, this is resonating with that. Some of these people are like, there's no one around me who has hair like me. And this is just like everything for me. So it's just really cool to be doing something that is for us. is like really fun and rewarding, but also like it means a lot to people. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Where can uh, people find you on social media? Yeah, so on Instagram, we're Nappy Head Club. Um, and we're also on Facebook, Nappy Head Club. Our website is nappyheadclub.com. Yeah. I don't know if you want to plug your personal. Um, sure. Mine <laughs> is Rachel Danielle. Um, there's some photography and stuff on there. Then uh, the link in the bio will take you right back to Nappy Head Club. Yes, true. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Parmaha David. Kevin Cole. We're at it again. What's good? It doesn't stop. What's good, Kevin? You like? <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you do you have the I feel like I I know you fuck with me, but if I were to just listen tonally, I would never know. But I'd say that I'm like that with everyone. Okay. I didn't know if it I'm was like just, that with my mom. Okay. I'll pick up the phone and be like, hello. Right. I know it's my mom. Yeah. <laughs> just pressed. <laughs> Not yeah. pressed. It's no. like the absence of everything, anything, which actually makes people upset. It's okay. actually very interesting. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it, it's always good to see you. You too. Uh, we have in the corner store tonight a, a really like brilliant photographer. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> just really, you know, kind of these natural, surreal, mystical, like uh space spherical spherical uh and wow. like filled planetary with, filled with pastels and, oh and different I, pigments and astrological yeah yeah just no <laughs> like the maker of really really beautiful uh interesting you know landscapes um we have little rach in in the building thank you that was the best introduction i could have imagined <laughs> well <laughs> Sometimes it just doesn't even feel real. That's amazing. Thank you. Well, we're we're fans, and we want to welcome you into the corner store. And before we do, of course, uh, you know Max has already snack served door. up. Uh, Max's snack door has already served up uh, some of our sponsor Stolen Spirits new rye uh, that mm-hmm. you're enjoying off mm. of the ginger. You're the ginger you're mixes perfectly. I put ginger ale in any liquor that I drink, but I don't even taste the liquor with this one. Okay. It's perfect. Okay, good, good, good. They will be happy to know that. In oh, addition wow. to uh, the rye whiskey that you're sipping on, Max also got you a honest tea, half tea, half lemonade. It's organic, uh, a.k.a. Yeah, the Arnold Palmer mm-hmm. for you tonight. So oh, uh, yeah, feel free I have drank to go in. Before, By the way, we kind of have like the same oh water bottle. God. Yeah. What, yours is, is yours? This is Vans, though. Okay. Oh, no. This is... I don't oh, know what the close. fuck this is. Yeah. Actually, but the brand on this is H2Go. Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> Fancy. I don't know what mine is, but... um a dent in the bottle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like threw my shit on the ground. Bottles, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Drop but it still works. It's yeah. still good. Uh, in addition, though, Max also got you some Nutella and Go hazelnut spread and breadsticks. Breadsticks seems weird. Honestly. <laughs> to be it goes those. together though. It's I've like pocky. It. Yes, exactly. I know. I, I know. I, just breadsticks on the those, like yeah. that. Those are really aren't breadsticks. Is what they're I'm like. Saying. What are they called? They're like. They're like chew sticks. They're like chew sticks. <laughs> That's really generic. That's not specific yeah. enough. Okay, I don't know what the fuck they are, but I bet they tell us. Please, you could, you, please feel free to enjoy them now, whenever. Share them. Yes, later. ASMR, just chewing into the microphone. Yeah, no, people. We we love sound <laughs> oh, effects. Oh, ASMR. This, 
Listen, it took me so long to understand what ASMR is. I didn't get it either. Right? You just I put didn't. a bunch of the random letters and call it sound effects. Like, yes. why can't you just call it sound effects? What does it stand for? Do we know? No. Audio. Simulated something. sonic melody something, making. Yes. Yeah. Rhythms. No, I don't know. I don't There's know. a lot of. That. Yeah, no, that people, good, people think, yeah, that's on point. You could actually be like, uh, I could try. Asthma. 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 Yeah. Asthma. You're going to do it again? I sound like asthma. Wow. These honestly are. You're really good at chewing. Thank you. <laughs> you could put that on your. These your... are very neutral breadsticks, though. They could go sweet or salty. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that Maybe that's, that's good. you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that Nutella uh, restaurant thing. Yeah, over very here. close to uh, yeah. the, the why spaceship at the gym. Because, why the Sounds fuck? Sounds delicious. You, <laughs> Nutella is great. It's mean. good. It's I, once fine, you eat too much eat of it, though. Too many sugars, but. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. But I'm a salty person. Cookie butter? Cookie butter. No, but throw salt on that shit. Like, put Nutella on toast and put salt on top. That would be an interesting that's, that's No, that's bomb. That's a vibe. That's, that's delicious. That's a Maybe even well, like, I put salt on like my, you know, fruit bowls. If you do hmm. honey yeah. salt, yeah. it's the it's best amazing. combination. Sea salt? Like it, the fancy yeah, sea salt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some ground it, it, pink. It, it, yes. Uh, it, the Himalayan. Himalayan. It's Himalayan salt. Yeah. Himalayan. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I right. have a huge thing of that. I yep. put some of that shit in the oatmeal that it, I make in the yes. morning. Any, right? Anything you have that's sweet, you can put salt on. I'm like anti-salt. I'm like, I know I'm you, just oh, like so real. sensitive yeah, to the yeah, salt. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. But also, it's Chicago, the land of the salt. Though. Yeah. The land of salty mugs, anyway. Oh. <laughs> uh, on both ways. <laughs> That's Food, facts. salt, you know. <laughs> That's why I think you can't stand the salt because you get too much <laughs> in your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Rach. What's up? Little Rach. Yes. It's good to have you in the building. Um, I want to talk about kind of so many things, but let's just start with where do you come from? Fox Valley. Like yes. we were talking about before. So yes. definitely not the city. I'm not trying to claim like I'm from Chicago, but, you know, definitely outside of the city. But I feel like any memories that I have, it was always coming here. So I'm definitely like rooted. I feel like Chicago is my extension, but I'm definitely from cornfields nothing just kind of having to use your imagination to pretend that things are going on but of course we, we've heard sense. about fox valley on the yeah. pod before uh-huh. because uh yep. corner store alums elton and felix are also yes. from yep. fox valley so yep. fox valley is out west west it's uh aurora, aurora and you can branch into oswego which is the smaller version but most people not quite joliet not yet. no no that's a little different that's more south but okay we're just straight west it, like right when you pass over from city it just turns into cornfields like we're the first people there the last line on the bnsf <laughs> so you know i don't want to jump too far ahead but but i could tell in your photos that there is this real love and appreciation for the natural yeah um even though you're also kind of like making it super real or surreal or what have you but but uh growing up in you know amongst cornfields and yeah. everything like well, what, what was said that though right yeah, yeah, yeah. but what, what was that like what was that childhood it like? really we always we had the classic childhood you know like I, we didn't have phones like we were outside we were playing you know midnight tag stuff like that so we were constantly surrounded by it but when I was first starting like taking pictures or anything like I thought the only place that I could get anything valuable was in the city so I kept on coming here trying to be part of that scene I'm gonna go on the rooftops I'm gonna take pictures of the skyline because that's the only thing people care about in I guess Illinois anyways the only people 
that come here, they go to Chicago. So it was like I was coming here. I was trying to do something with that. But I realized it was so saturated. There were so many people that were already doing that, that I should probably step back and kind of do what I know. And after that, I realized how much beauty really was out there. Like, it's nothing, but it's still something. That's where you can see the best sunsets. Like, that's where you can see just open space, just horizons. And it kind of made me appreciate it, like trying to find something new. Like, my art made me appreciate it even more than I ever did before. I was trying to be something else. And then once I got back to my roots, I was like, okay, there's something here. And it did. it's all nostalgic for me, for sure. That's what my pictures are grainy that's why it's a little bit older looking because it's just sentimental now well what when did you like go back to realizing your roots well I was in Chicago but I was traveling a lot I was going to Miami I was going to LA I was going to New York I was seeing all these different places but like nothing felt as much as at home it's just like an open country road which sounds really cheesy but when it comes down to it so. just being no. being out there being something about it being Beautiful. able to yeah. breathe like there's just something I'm, I'm a sentimental person like I love like memories and just things that I've seen it's just it's always it, I feel comfortable there I'm, I don't feel like I'm trying to be anything like there's no people so there's no real influence you kind of just see what you see and I don't know. It just brought it home. We'll, we'll, we'll say it at the end, but but as people are listening, I, I kind of want them to also peep uh, your IG so they can kind of you know follow Definitely. along. Um, we'll get it at the end. But, but what 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 is the IG? Lil Rage Prod. I used to think I was production, so it's Lil Rage P R O D. But it turned into something else. But I'm just going to keep the name because I don't like to change anything i don't want anyone to get confused <laughs> yeah no that's fair so yeah. so where do you think that sense of sentimentality comes from or that nostalgia or that desire for you know what yeah just all of these kind of memories i think my family for sure because my parents are a little older you know like they weren't super like young with us i just remember like my grandma's house like it was all very like her house always looked like the day that they built it, like 70s, 60s, like even before that. I just love like older things. I feel like the way that the world turned, like it, everything is disposable. But looking at old pictures of film and like that was a moment in time, it just means something like like things are quick to just forget about now. But everything like that, like if you can look at something and just see it again and take your your person right to the same memory that you had like when you were a kid like playing baseball in your grandma's backyard or like having a fire at a campsite and not having a phone not caring about anything in the world except for who the people were that were sitting next to you like those those moments when you're just happy to be alive and you're not Very worried straightforward existence yeah it, it's like an honest living i like to call it you're just living and enjoying everything that we have and it's not in extra. the moment in you the know, moment it's kind of untethered everything. exactly that's how i take my pictures too it's so in the moment i don't i can't go out and look for anything it just happens and like the best things that i've taken pictures of like the best sunsets are like ones that i got lucky with like i'll wish on it like come on like let's <laughs> see the sun today and then but midwestern sunsets there's like something about them i mean even there's Louis. nowhere else the skies, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. the flattest place on earth so in so many places you can't see the sun 
on that crest, mm. like where it's just glowing and it's harsh and it's just like, or it's like that super defined line. And you, you know, like when it's summertime and like that orb is in the sky, like there is everyone appreciating it. Like, do you, do we understand that we're so lucky to see something that beautiful? Like it could be, we could be two planets out and not see anything or not care. Yeah. But it's like the best colors you've ever seen. The best it's always different one of, one of my favorite things to do and you could do this in in the city if you it, you could do it on train you could do mm-hmm. it on, in car but is to see i've only done it a few times but i've seen the sun rise out of this side of lake michigan uh-huh. and then see the sun set on the other end of the u where it dips back into the water right on, and it's in always lake the most intense when you can see it cross over from Yo. the sky to yeah. it being gone and then after it's gone, the reflection that shoots up into the clouds and it's like the gradients, just this, it's a science almost how perfect some sunsets can be. And it's, I feel like people driving, like walking, like, do you stop? Like, do you notice it? I don't want to make it like stop in every moment. Like you have to see every moment, but like when you see it, like, do you see it? Like, Something you definitely take for granted, you know? Yeah, it's very easy to. Yeah. But I get panicked. I'm like, I have to see it. Like, I, if I can't, like, get a picture of something that I just see, it gives me anxiety. So that's, like, the only thing that's, like, keeping me going. I can't stop. It's well, not – it's my first nature, you know? What's – how did you become interested in – I guess, I don't know. It seems like a lot of planetary sort of – Yeah, I actually – in the winter – it's hard for me <laughs> to survive, you know, like I thrive on green and nature and being able to go out and do stuff. But as everyone knows in Chicago, how brutal the winters can be, you kind of have to. And use, the spring. You have to, yeah, exactly. You have to use your imagination. You have to make things up. You have to like, you can take what's there, but make it like it's not negative 50 degrees. And like you can make it feel warm so i kind of had to be creative because i couldn't go out and just find perfect scenes but i could get a smaller range of places but make them unique in their own way so you're still able to work through the winter exactly yeah oh wow because i really you know all of my most of my stuff comes from the summer but in the winter i have to kind of do things differently and be be able to make everything different by using extra stuff and and i don't want you to necessarily give away the the secret sauce but what are some of the tools that you use in in creating well it's always based off the picture at hand you know like i never really think about the the post editing before i've already taken the picture so it's kind of like okay this picture looks cool but what would make it look cooler and i'm super into like 70s like very like symmetrical circular that's where the circles come from because i love the repetitive like patterns and weird colors so that's just something that's pleasing to the eye like there's nothing more pleasing to the eye than something symmetrical and something circle circular i guess so it's it kind of just kept going from there it's like what colors look best with other colors like this sun is in a certain position can i make it look bigger like can i make it look more intense and then that I just recently started doing all of that this winter because it was hard. <laughs> it was a tough one for me. And is it on film, digital, mix of both? No, it's it's actually some some stuff is film. I have like this old 
film camera that works sometimes and sometimes doesn't. But then if anything, like I have a really good camera, but most of the time it's like in passing on my iPhone. So that's a question that I get a lot, but it's most of my stuff is just off an iPhone. Right. Yeah. Cause the quality doesn't really have to be there. It's more about everything in the picture. It's not one thing, but it's the whole thing. Oh, wow. And then yeah. what about then the editing process? Because that's also probably a big part of yeah. the practice. Yeah. And that's mostly Photoshop, like anything Adobe, like I can use for that. But if anything, it's just trying to make the picture look like how I saw it. You know, it's not anything super foreign. It's just like, you know how you can see something and take a picture and it's not nearly as magical or as mystical as you saw or like what transferred into your phone or into your camera, but enhancing the saturations and making it feel like you're there is really important to me. Otherwise it just wouldn't even matter. You know, so these are wild. Like this one. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. That one was cool because it works with my pictures. Cause I always have a flat horizon line. Like everything is always, there's nothing askew. Like if it's the ground, it's going to yeah. be exactly 90 degrees or 180. So, like this one that's easy to bend into a circle this one's crazy too yeah no i, I like the that was, that was one of the that. one that people actually fucked with you know like it's kind of hard to get people to pay attention to just pictures no captions no hashtags but oh, you once no, i but went you do, yeah. into <laughs> doing some some planets and something surreal like it happened and yeah that was actually yeah that one was on a whim that was the first time i even tried to like do something like that again because it was one um no oh, this, the Saturn this one right here yeah uh-huh i was doing the planets like that first though yeah and i was like okay well if i can do a planet from far away i can do a planet with another planet i don't know but but then, but then you also kind of manipulate shit right because I'm, I'm looking at the one where you know this one where there's a kind of a telephone yeah. pole yeah on Wait, top of them? on top this is one of my That's favorite crazy. ones which is like on top of a planet that is also like the inner uh, you know, rings of a tree or something like right. that, or and, and just, that just a record, or <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, yeah. I had a, a record needle on one of those, and I was like, "Is this a little too much?" But um, those are all. It just that's a pic, like the picture that I took had that telephone pole in it. It was just flat. It was just right. flat on the ground. Right. So when you bend it around itself, it looks like it's the only thing sticking out of the picture, which right. is cool because. That's how it is out there. You don't see anything but a telephone pole and some something flat. But that's actually land. That's like a mm-hmm. like a really well maintained manicured <laughs> yeah. grass. Yeah, space. right. It was yeah. actually the different it was shades field. of green. <laughs> yeah, it was a field, and it was just um, freshly about to bloom into soybeans, mm. which is a very common thing out there. So it's either soybeans or corn. Right. And in the winter, there's nothing in the field. It's just dirt. So that's why I had to add spheres and circles and stars and whatever could make it feel just interesting. There's some like, I'm just getting a sense of like togetherness when I look at it, you know? Like that's we're how all just people looks. living on the earth and yeah. we got nature yeah. and yeah. shit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. Which is like literally the most inarticulate way of describing just, your work. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's simplified though. Nature yeah. and shit. It, it's exactly what's happening. It's all. A sky, it's sky atmosphere, and then a rock in the middle. So is that is that part of, you know, kind of the I don't know the 
in your artist statement is, 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 you know, do you think about those issues of a interconnectedness and also the, you know, some of the issues of even when you're saying just like stopping and reflecting and seeing and being yeah. present. Oh yeah. that That's like one of the main things that like fuels anything that I'm even doing because no matter where you are, even if you're in the country, the city, whatever, there's always a, like scenes. Everything is crazy. <laughs> that one was hard. Tara's but I, fan I, girl. I, I had no Tara, subject on that one. Get the phone away from Tara. <laughs> well, they won't load, so I'm like, it's tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like everything, everyone's just disposing of all this information constantly. But any time I've ever felt like okay and like everything is right in the world is when, you know, I'm right there. Like it's happening. Like that's, that's real life because all this stuff that we've created, like jobs and buildings and all this money and whatever, like the only two things that started here first were sunsets, sunrises, and then eventually humans. It, it uh, goes eventually, back, yeah, it goes back so right, far. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, like the sunsets go back. That Those are older than God created light. anyone can even imagine. They can't, and they forget that. Like, mm. that's been going on. And every day it's just like, oh, I'm, I got to rush to do this thing. But, like, and we even miss if, it. We miss yeah, it. Like, constantly. Even if I'm yeah. in a rush, like, I don't even care. I'll be late for that. Like, I'm, it's become obsessive, I guess, but I'd rather see them than to not see them. That's a beautiful obsession. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just, it's benefiting me all the time. I'm seeing new colors and new combinations and just like new, it, I could do it forever because they're always going to be different, you know? And they're like kind of psychedelic, you know? Yeah, that happened after I did acid. <laughs> True. Listen, yeah. 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 Everything changed. I could see, I could see it on my Instagram. Huxley. And I just scrolled down and I saw the moment when I first did acid. Oh, wow. So was it, when I was it one of these circular ones? It's actually a little bit earlier than that, but it's when everything turned genuine, you know? It wow. was when... I was doing something to just try to do something to be something. I knew that I wanted to be creative. I knew that I wanted to have an outlet. I knew that I liked doing it through pictures. But like once I did that, once I did acid and like saw things how I knew I could, then that's when it became like I don't care about what people think or how they I, – I cared about how they felt when they saw my pictures, but I didn't care – if they saw me making moves or if they saw me working with certain people, I used to take concert photography just to like prove that I was doing something. And I used to like try and make music videos for people. I used to try and do all these things to just be in the scene. But like that sat me down and was like, you don't have to do that. You just have to go out and see stuff and then show other people. That's beautiful. So it helped me a lot. The showing of other people, you know, I'm kind of interested in the platform or the platforms, obviously IG. Yeah. Um, how else do you show people your work? Honestly, like person to person in real life. I like to be with my friends. Like when we go see sunsets together, like I've noticed, like if I make a big deal out of it, like people tend to catch on to that too. And they're realizing like, this is actually really dope. Like it can be an outing. Let's go catch the sunset on the beach over here. Like, me, Dave, like a bunch of our friends, like we just went and saw the gnarliest sunset on Wednesday and it was by luck. Like we got super lucky and it ended up being a moment that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. 
So it's like those type of things when you're standing there and you know in 50 years, like you'll remember that. And it's just like there I was when I was 23. I was with my friends. We were on the beach. We were drinking tequila. Like it was we, we wished on the sun and then it came down and showed us everything that we hope for. It, it feels spiritual. It feels like you made like you brought that on yourself. It's like law of attraction or whatever. But do you have favorite spots in the city? I mean, because when you when you think about like good spots to see the sunset, like yeah, in Chicago, can, the, can you give away some of the spots? Or definitely no? that last one that we saw, the Bird Sanctuary on Montrose Beach. That's when you go out all the way to where the water hits on the beach. It's perfect out there because it goes down right behind those buildings right north so it's low there you're not blocking anything so you can see it um other places always i was talking about the radisson earlier (laughs) that's the best hotel in the city to me so i always love seeing sunsets from any balcony on that side because whether you're seeing sponsored by them no but i should be that would be great because it is my favorite hotel in the city but it's the only place you can go with balconies so that's why i like it there because i just want to be above it it's cool in the city because you can like be above it and see way further but that's why i've always loved parking garages for that yeah, reason too that's also know? a good one too so we always used to do that i used to go to school at ai so i was always down here just doing stuff but after i stopped going there i was just in the country so i had to make something of it <laughs> i couldn't just stop so that helped to just go out there and see and do you sell prints are you getting into yes. uh gallery spaces work stuff like that yeah, the next gallery is actually the YCA one. Hey. So that's really cool. I'm excited for that. When I'm is that? June 21st. Okay. Yeah. Bet, bet, June 21st, bet. right? Okay. Um and my birthday month is June. Hey. Actually, June 21st is Jordan's birthday. So that's cool. Um but yeah. Oh, and it's the summer solstice on Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> right. Lots, lots of things. There's lots so of things. many things great about that. So I'm gonna do a perfect summer installation for everyone that's super hype about it. Beautiful. Um I'm gonna do big prints. So I'm I want I want that Saturn one. I got you. Yeah. Just let me know. Yeah, I'll no, get I'm, that I'm, gonna, I'm gonna talk. I got you. Yeah, and yeah. I can I you know, I've been working with like doing poster size stuff, like really trying to make it big. Um, so that's my newest thing, but I have been selling prints. I've been doing it kind of janky, but unique. So I've been like (laughs) buying like vintage frames and just going based off the size of the frame, just deciding what picture is going to look best in there and then just selling one of ones, you know? Beautiful. So it's just a little more to add to the nostalgic, like vintage, like you can't, no one else has that. You have your own. So that's pretty cool. Um, but I'm going to, I'm scared to kind of go super like robotic with it like here's a 58 by 10s that you can have like that's why i'm holding myself back and kind of just doing it i guess pretty low level because i'm just worried about them losing their value because they mean a lot to me and it seems like you're always making too right yeah. you're always capturing oh, it, there if i'm outside like if something's happening like it's gonna happen like i'm not i don't have to plan a day for it to happen i can be on my way to the hospital and like see a Hope awesome not, sunset but. yeah right i don't often go but if i see an awesome sunset like that's that's what's going to happen if i just see it in the moment like it's going to happen and do you are, are you is it a daily thing making pictures 
I would say when the day feels right. It's I don't try and force it on anything, but sometimes I'll find myself like I'll get off of work and act like I'm going to go take a nap or something. And then like the moment that I get out there and see something like I'll drive like an hour in the wrong direction just to like go get everything that I can get no matter like if I'm alone or whatever like I'm just gonna drive and just keep taking pictures until I feel like it's dark enough so it kind of happens naturally as naturally as I possibly could make it (laughs) cool okay well we are you know really uh, as you could see yeah uh yeah we kind of by by the moment each photo we're like oh shit (laughs) oh wait this lit um thank you so so again so where where can people find you on the internet instagram for sure that's where i post basically everything i've kind of let go of twitter it's a little weird but instagram lil rage prod lil rage p-r-o-d Great. Um, Well, thank you so much for being in the corner store. And we are very excited to see more and more from you. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, it's summer. It's about to go down like super hard. (laughs) Thank you. Ready. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We want to thank our super producer, DJ Cashera. WGN boss man, Todd Manley. Shout out Ernie the Engineer. And of course, Max the Snack Tour. All day. On IG and Twitter, we are... Cornerstore underscore pod. Please y'all rate and subscribe on iTunes. Tell someone to listen to the Corner Store. And if you wish, you could also tell us who we should have on the Corner Store. Yeah, just you know, slide in our DMs. They're open. A great way to support us is through our Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash cornerstore underscore pod. And you can, you know, support us in our future endeavors and, you know... Get some benefits along the way, and it's like the little change jar, like yeah, you, that, know. you know, in front, little, like at the corner store. Jar, right? Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. If you if you listen, please support, and uh, we really appreciate your support. Thanks. The corner store is brought to you by Stolen Spirits.